Welcome to the Podcock PCAST. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Joining me, as always, is uh, Bobby Russell. What's up, dude? Not much, man. Just taking a taking a breath and enjoying all this football we got going on. Yes, the NFL have officially uh, came back into our lives last week, so football definitely in full swing. I got three winners and three losers of last week. Um, I don't know how many you have, but we could just alternate this back and forth. I was going to give you the floor first to uh, start where you wanted to. Yeah, I got I got one of each this week. Um, my my loser is college football fringe playoff contenders. Um, <laughs> two big ones took two big L's this weekend. Um, one being my team, um, another being Texas A and M. You know, the Sun Belt proved that they can play. That they're not just flukes. They're not just lucky wins here and there. They got they got some damn good players, damn good team, um, and the transfer portal's been good to them. And I think that's one of the things that's really um, opened up college football this year with the transfer portal was these guys from big schools that aren't getting playing time, have academic issues, other issues off the field, possibly um, stuff we just don't really think about. And they they get to these schools: Marshall, App State, Georgia Southern. And, you know, they're five-star guys, and they, they make plays. So that happened this week. Um, these two playoff contenders, A&M and Notre Dame, I, I think they're out of the conversation this year now after after this weekend, for sure. For sure, the Irish. But I think A&M is definitely out as well, too. Yeah, that's my number one winner, actually. Well, Dove's telling, Dove tells him that I, I have the Sun Belt Conference as my number one winner. You mentioned the app went over Texas A&M. Marshall gives in the into Notre Dame, excuse me, and beats them. And Georgia Southern going into Nebraska and upsetting uh, Scott Frost and, and the Cornhuskers. Um, I'll just roll through my other two winners, then we could get a little negative before we start previewing this week's games. Uh, my number two winner was the Witching Hour. I mean, those Monday or Monday, those Sunday 1 o'clock slates, in the NFL, the endings, I mean, the Bengals-Steelers was insane. Um, I mean, Cleveland hits a 58-yarder to go 1-0 for the first time in forever. Um, Commanders-Jags was down to the wire. We got a tie with the Texans and Colts. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some other things. <laughs> this is just kind of off the top of the head, but the, the witching hour usually always delivers in uh, week one. It definitely did. And finally, the FCS football championship subdivision, one double A, the artist formerly known as, I should say. Uh, four wins over FBS foes last week. Um, had Eastern Kentucky over Bowling Green, Incarnate Ward over Nevada, Holy Cross over Buffalo, and Weber State over Utah State. So just giving a little shine to um, the FCS. Go ahead with your loser. Well, I already did my loser, so I'm a, I'll give you my, uh, my winner. My winner this week is artificial field turf companies. Um, specifically okay. the NFL. Uh, we, we see, you know, what happened in Chicago. They, they just resotted. There was draining issues. Um, having to squeegee the field off is in- <laughs> incredible. The Arizona Cardinals who grow their grass outside of their stadium and then wheel it in uh, lead to some injuries for the Chiefs, knocking out, you know, top – five kicker and Harrison Butker this week. And then, you know, look at the, the Reds or not the Redskins, sorry, the, the commies field, that, that thing is a train wreck. So these artificial turf companies coming in, they're making a lot of, going to make a lot of hay. You know, we see Carolina, they made the switch and that field looked really good in the Browns game. If you caught that. So it, it's, it's definitely catching on more and more. I, I, I'm a purist. I love the grass fields. Um, I, I hated a playing on grass fields in high school, but I love watching the game on a grass field. So that's kind of my winner for this week is, you know, those turf companies who are going to be, you know, possibly reaching out, trying to get some of these stadiums to, you know, get in the 21st century here. I like that. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was a mud bog. Uh, the 49ers Bears game tough uh, season opener for the Niners, so it's fine. Uh, my three losers, obviously Scott Frost got shit canned at Nebraska. Um, he's a loser, is he though? I guess. I mean, he gets his full buyout. I think not unless they negotiate it. But uh, anyway, he's done. Uh, I had the Cowboys offense number two, the only team in the NFL not to have a touchdown in Week One. Uh, three points on that Sunday night. And um, 
finally, I was the one that was kind of pumping him up last week. The Anthony Richardson world domination slash Heisman campaign. Uh, Mark Stoops of Kentucky went in there, dominated the whole second half, wins by 10, and uh, Richardson turned the ball over a few times. So he's still young, and um, that's fine. But uh, I guess me and uh, a few other people across the, the globe need to pump the brakes on uh, him. So my bad, I guess. Sorry, Anthony. Sorry, Gator fans. But, uh, yeah, I got I got excited. What do you want me to do? At least mm. I'm passionate, you know? Absolutely. All right, let's get through some of these games here. We'll start with college football week three. Go through the big ones. Uh, go through the rest of the the best, uh, if, if you will, with the schedule. Talking to Phil week two, and and we'll get out here. Probably go to brisk pace. We've been doing that the last couple of weeks, and and I like that. So game number one, noon Eastern time, ESPN. Number one team in the country, Georgia two and zero at at the uh, Gamecocks of South Carolina. Georgia twenty four and one half point favorites. Uh, the total 54 Bobby I'm a little I'm not shy or, or afraid to lay the points it's not a lock I, I lean Georgia I mean I think last week they just kind of they, they won 33 up against Sanford maybe people's like oh they're not that good I don't know I don't think people think that um, and Spencer Atler's been up and down uh, Juice Wells the receiver though for South Carolina um He's a stud. He had a big game last week and a loss at Arkansas, so he might be a guy to watch out for. But Georgia, they're just – they're loaded. What I mean, what more can you say? Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it'd be dumb to pick against Georgia in this. Um, you know, this is a common theme. I say it every week. I'm the biggest South Carolina believer in the country probably outside of Shane Beamer. And, you know, they got a wake-up call last week at Arkansas. You know, that's a team that you think they could probably hang with. Um, and Arkansas kind of bullied them, and it showed in the final score there and. Spencer Rattler was rattled. Uh, Georgia's going to do the same thing. They're going to be physical. They're going to out-physical South Carolina. But South Carolina, just something about them, every, every two, three, four years, they, they catch Georgia on a stray. And, you know, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Uh, but a little teaser, this is one of my plays for this week. But give me Georgia outright. All right, game two, we move to the 330 window. First game, a top 25 matchup, number 12, BYU. On the road, the Cougars uh, go in the Autzen Stadium, take on the 25th-ranked Oregon Ducks. Oregon, three-and-a-half-point home favorites. 58 is the total. What do you got for this one? Um, I'm curious about this one. BYU played a great game last week, uh, won, won their game, and starting off 2-0, Oregon taking the shellacking the first week of the year. So don't know what kind of Oregon team we're going to get just based off of who they played last week. So this is a great matchup. I got BYU going in there and winning this one. Uh, I think I think they're much stronger than Oregon is, especially with Oregon in the first year of Dan Lanning. It's, it's just not coming together right away as, as quick as people probably hoped. So I think BYU goes in there and you know is the more physical team again and, and wins this one. Yeah, I I'm. I don't have a strong uh, play on this one from a gambling aspect, but I do agree with you. Uh, BYU always physical along the offensive and defense lines. Usually, you know, you got the whole roster takes an LDS mission. Um, so you got some 23, 24, 25 year old men uh, on this roster. And uh, last week they beat Baylor. Like you mentioned, hell of a game uh, in Provo uh, was out. Uh, Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney, two of their best uh, or projected best wide receivers uh, on this ball club. I think they're going to be back for this one. I like BYU catching three and a half. I think uh, if Oregon wins, it's going to be a close one. But um, I'll take BYU outright. Not a lock. But, yeah, I, I like the Cougs. Tough schedule, but uh, they might be the real deal. They might be kind of that uh, non-Power 5 uh, New Year's Six Bowl recipient, kind of a playoff fringe team uh, or a contender. Uh, that's where I see the Cougs maybe uh, getting to this year. All right, game three, we stay in the 330 window. CBS, uh, number 22, Penn State, three-point favorites on the road. They go in the Jordan-Hare Stadium, take on the Auburn Tigers. 47.5 is the total on this one. This is one of my locks, Bobby. Um, TJ Finley does not look great. In, in two weeks, they struggled with uh, San Jose State to, to move the football and score. Um, and I'm not the biggest Sean Clifford guy, but I think him being a six-year guy, he's been in some tough 
road environments. I don't think he 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 bats an eyelash at this one. Uh, I know Jordan Hare's a tough place to place, but but give me Penn State. I'll lay the three on the road. I, I think they they win going away. 11, 14 point type victory on it's all said and done. Uh, how say you? Yeah, I, I like Penn State a lot. They ripped my heart out last week, uh, taking it out on the Bobcats uh, after that first tough week one game against Purdue. Uh, so I, I, I'm feeling pretty confident, more confident than I was the preseason on Penn State. I feel like they got something great there. Uh, obviously, Joey Porter Jr. is outstanding defensive player, and he showed that last week. Uh, uh, yeah, I like both their corners. Good, good shout there. Right. And, you know, Auburn, like you said, you took the word right out of my mouth. They struggled with San Jose State, only beating them by a touchdown and a two-point conversion. So you, you don't know what you're going to get there. And this is a, it's a down year for Auburn. You know, they had the controversy in the offseason with Harson. Uh, they just lost their athletic director who resigned or fired, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it, it, It's a lot up in the air. So I, I like Penn State, more stable. They know what they have. They know what they want to do. And, you know, they, they play in, you know, at Michigan, at Ohio State, at Michigan State. They play in big stadiums. So I don't think that's going to be the pressure on them here. Um, I think it's going to be more travel than anything. But I like Penn State on the road there for sure. All right. Kind of an interesting matchup here. Texas Tech 2-0 on the year. Uh, coming off that overtime, overtime win, I should say, over Houston last week. They travel to ACC country to Raleigh. Take on the 16th rated NC State Wolfpack. 54 and a half is the total. The uh, North Carolina State University football club here, a 10-point favorite in this one. Interesting game. I don't think we have a good grasp on uh, Tech, but what, what's your thoughts on this one? You, you lay in the points, you're taking them. What do you think happens here? Staying away from this one, Tech surprised me with their game against Houston. I, I, I had picked Houston in that game and was, was surprised at the outcome of that one. NC State, they had the tough one week one in-state opponent against East Carolina. Uh, and then they right the ship last week against Charleston Southern. Devin Leary's coming on. I, I think he's on the right track for what everyone expected out of him this season. Um, and having this game at home, I think, is going to be in NC State's favor. I don't think that NC State covers the 10. Uh, if I had to lean one way, I would take Tech in the points. But I'd prefer the NC State money line on that. Yeah, I'll lay it. It's not a lock. It's a very strong lean. I think NC State defensively, they got they got a good roster. Uh, they got some speed. I like their defense. Um, not sure if Texas Tech has a good defense or not. They played well uh, the first two weeks of the year. Um, I know Houston's got some talent, but I don't think they have NC State's talent. Uh, at home, like you said, Devin Leary, you get the better quarterback there. I think Tyler Shuck, the uh, Oregon transfer, um, I think he was slated to be out two, three weeks. So this would be the second week. Maybe he's back, but I, I doubt it. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take the pack and, and I'll lay the 10. It's a strong lean, not a lock, though. Two more games here. We got a, a 7.30 Eastern time kick on ABC. By the way, that NC State game, 7 o'clock on ESPN, too. But 7.30 Eastern time, ABC. The 11th rated Spartans of Michigan State travel to Washington, take on the unranked Huskies. Uh, UW laying three and a half in this one. The total 57 here, kind of a high total, but uh, that's what Vegas says. Um, I feel, man, I don't want to touch this game, but Michael Penix, decent offensive line. It seems like he's healthy. I, I kind of like UW at home. It's a tough environment to play at. Um, stadium gets loud. I, I think the fans turn out for this one. Kalen DeBoer's first big game as uh, the head coach at UW. Um, long trip. And I remember a few years ago, I think it might have been Herm Edwards' first game as a head coach at Arizona State. But Michigan State went out on the West Coast, and, and Arizona State beat him outright. So I just think I got this image in my head that Michigan State doesn't do well on the West Coast. So um, give me UW. I, I think they pull off the ranking upset, but they're favored here. So uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I'm dying here. Anyway, I'll throw it to you while I cough my head off. Yeah, both teams start out 2-0 here. Uh, you know, three wins collectively against the MAC. So, first real test for each team here. Washington is a tough place to play. Beautiful stadium, top five stadium in the country, I think. Um, Michigan State, I think their identity is ground and pound. They, they want to run the ball with Jalen Berger uh, to the tune of 227 yards and four touchdowns so far this year. Peyton Thorne, good game manager, kind of average – you know, quarterback play. 
So if Michigan State, you know, get those first down yardage, make the second and third down short, um, convert, control the time of possession, I think that's going to be the key here for Michigan State to go in here and get the win. I, I think they are a much better team than Washington. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Washington sneaks one on them. But I like Michigan State going on this one. I, I feel like this is their strongest team um, in years. Uh, I think possibly even stronger than last year with the Kenneth Walker-led team. So I, I, I'm high on the Spartans on this one. All right, final game, ESPN 9 Eastern time kickoff. The U, Miami, the Hurricanes, number 13 team in the country, travel to Kyle Field, uh, College Station, Texas. The Aggies of Texas A&M await. They're ranked 24th in the country, 45 is the total, five-and-a-half-point favorite is Texas A&M in this one. I'll throw it to you. This was supposed to be the game day game, and uh, Appalachian State not only beats A&M in their own house, but takes their uh, college game day spot for all intents and purposes. But uh, how do you think this one goes? I, I'm curious at how this one does go just because I'm not sure what kind of A&M team we're going to see. Are we going to see the A&M in the years past where you know they, they get embarrassed, they come back strong and, and win a hard-fought, low-scoring game? Or are we going to see those late-year Florida State Jimbo-led teams that just kind of rolled over and died? Um, I, I, I think we're going to get the former on that. I think A&M comes out strong, wants to prove a point. You know, eight o'clock game for them out in Texas. I, I think the crowd's going to be lively in this one. And then for Miami to have to travel out west, it, I don't think that'll end up well for them. So I like A and M in this one. Uh, I'd probably stay away from the. Actually, I think Miami's a favorite, right? Um, no, A and M is. Yeah, I five and a half. I, I I would stay away from five and a half on this one. I could see this being, you know, the same score that AM was in the last week, 17 to 14, you know, late defensive struggle in that game. Yeah, I I kind of – it's not a lock. I kind of like A&M. I like them at home. Um, I think defensive line-wise, uh, they're really stout. Um, they played a tougher schedule up to this point. I mean, Bethune-Cookman and, and Southern Miss is who Miami's beat. Um a and M, same Houston State. Uh, they're a pretty good FCS program, uh, and it was a weird weather delay situation. And then, of course, App. Don't schedule App. I mean, I know from experience, tough program. They always uh, they always play hard, and they're well coached. No matter who's a coach in Appalachian State. So, I mean, A and M definitely should win that game. That's not an excuse, um, but it happened. But I there's some rumblings that Jimbo's going to go with a different quarterback maybe here with Max Johnson over Haynes King or maybe play the freshman. Um, but he, he said in the press conference this week that he's going to play the best guy that, that gives the team the best chance to win, you know, coach speak. So maybe that's Max Johnson. He, he energizes his offense. They got playmakers on offense too. They've just been so constipated. Uh, but I, I like A&M's played a little bit tougher schedule. They're home. I think, um, they could completely eliminate Miami's run game and put the game on Tyler Van Dyke. Now Van Dyke might ball out. Um, he's probably the best quarterback on the field in this one, perhaps. Uh, that's not a, too far of a stretch. So maybe he wins the game single-handedly. But I, I soft lean A and M. No gambling action on this one. Uh, Forty-five. That is kind of a low total. But I agree with you, Bobby. If both these teams get to you know two scores apiece. Uh, or three scores and two scores, five total scores in the in the teens, low twenties. Uh, that wouldn't shock me. So I'm staying away from the total as well. Um, all right, let's rapid fire through the rest of college football week three. Friday night, seven thirty Eastern time, ESPN. Florida State two and zero at the uh, Louisville Cardinal, one one. Florida State two and a half point favorite. Any thoughts on this one? Florida State's making me a believer this year. I, I think they go in there and get this one done pretty easy. Yeah, I was looking at this game. I liked Louisville coming into the year. I think that was a big win last, last week going to Central Florida and, and finally pulling that out. But Louisville has not been good against the run this year. Um, Florida State had a bye week last week, so extra time to prepare. So I, I would lean Florida State here, but uh, I think that'll be a good one on uh, Friday night. Going back to Saturday, a couple nooners here. Uh, number six, Oklahoma, 11-point favorite at Nebraska on Fox. I mean, I feel like this is a buy-low opportunity for Nebraska. 
Um, maybe the, the players hated scout for us. I'm not, it's not a lock, but I, I think Nebraska might be able to keep it close. Just something to keep an eye on. I mean, that's a helmet game though, for sure. And uh, Memorial stadium in Lincoln, your thoughts on that game. Yeah. Nebraska, they're going to try every trick in the book in this one. I mean, what do you got to lose? Um, but I just don't think it'll be enough. Oklahoma's quietly been one of the best teams in the nation, best defensive teams as well with the Venables leading them there. So I like the Sooners to go in there and get it done. All right, fun one here on new, uh, or at noon on ESPN2. Purdue, the Boilermakers, 1-1 one one on the year. Travel into Syracuse. I'm still calling it the carrier. Then the Orange laying a point. It's a pick Um, Fun one. I think I like Purdue, though. I mean, Syracuse, is, Schrader's been awesome at quarterback. Sean Tucker's a really nice underrated running back that not a lot of people know about. But um, I think Purdue's low-key good. Uh, I think it'll be a fun one to keep your eyes on. That That's where I'm at. No official gambling play there, but your thoughts on uh, the Boilers and the Orange? I, I'm right there with you. I, I love Purdue in this game. I, I think they got a strong team, and I, I think late in the year they're going to make a push for that Big Ten West. All right, move to some midday games here, 4 o'clock Eastern, ESPNU. 2-0 Kansas Jayhawks on the road at the uh, 101 Houston Cougars. Houston laying 9 Nine and a half, ten, depending on which market you look at. I bring this game up because it's one of my locks. Give me the Jayhawks plus the points. I like the quarterback uh, they have. They went in the West Virginia last week, won the football game. I, I think uh, Lance Leipold, the head coach there, has got something brewing in Lawrence. Uh, and they could hit their win total with this one. I think their win total was two and a half uh, coming into the year. But uh, Jalen Daniels, the sophomore quarterback, look out for him. He's a player. Your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I I, I think uh, the, the two and a half is the win total. I was just checking that again just to be sure because I thought that was one of my unders on the year. So I, this is going to be a tough one for me. <laughs> I, I, I like what Kansas has done. I think they're on the right track. I don't think they're going to shock the world or anything. Um, and I think Houston gets some redemption from last week and goes in and takes this one. Moving on, 6 Eastern time, ESPN, SEC West. Matchup here, 2-0 Mississippi State. Down in the Death Valley, they go to LSU, 1-1 on the year. Uh, LSU is a two-and-a-half-point home dog. That interests you at all? I mean, Brian Kelly, your former boy, what do you think happens there? I, I think LSU, Saturday night in Death Valley, is a hard, hard place to play. So I think I do the two-and-a-half-point dog is a little bit disrespectful. So I think LSU takes this one. I think I, I, I soft lean – Mississippi State um, can't really buy LSU yet, but I I do agree. I'm staying away from the game because you mentioned it. Death Valley at night, not a uh, not an easy place to win. How about an in-state battle here? The Toledo Rockets two and zero at number three Ohio State. Uh, Buckeyes laying thirty one and a half seven Eastern time on Fox. Does Toledo keep it close? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. But I don't either. Ohio State tends to not cover against MAC opponents. So I, I'm going to roll with uh, Toledo covering the 32 here, though. All right, 730 Eastern time. Interesting matchup and an interesting line on this one. FS1, 730, SMU at Maryland. Maryland only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I think Maryland – they got Michigan next week. Could be a look-ahead spot. Sticky line, I, I I believe in Talia. I think they won the game, but I could see this being a back-and-forth track meet. Um, how say you? Yeah, I, I think Maryland gets it done at home. Uh, it's a long way for SMU to travel there from Dallas. And, you know, Maryland's got a good running game on. Uh, Tonga Valero has been pretty good to start the year, I believe. So I, I feel like they're going to have a strong opening first half on this one and kind of hold on to it in the second half. All right, move to the Lone Star State. UTSA, the Roadrunners, at the Texas Longhorns, 21st rated team in the country. Nearly beat Alabama last week. Um, I mean, Quinn Ewers looked good until he he got, you know, spiked into the turf off his shoulder pretty much. Um, interesting spot here. Texas 12.5 point favorites. Um, I feel like it's kind of a sucker bet to, to take the points with the Roadrunners. But this is their Super Bowl. Interesting spot. Um, any uh, thoughts or opinions on this game? Nah, much like Houston and some other teams we've talked about, I, I think Texas, coming off of that, they, they know they got a good team. They, they do lose their starting quarterback. Um, 
so I, I think they kind of right the ship here and make sure they take care of business without getting anybody else hurt. Yeah, I mean their defensive line looked incredible uh, against Alabama last week. So I guess, uh, well, the the entire defense, but especially that front. So I guess that's some uh, solace to take away from that tough that tough uh, loss last week. Um, interesting game here. I wrote it down: two and zero Montana State at two and zero Oregon State. Uh, no line on it. I've seen some score projections though. Uh, might not necessarily reflect the line, but you know I've seen Oregon State projected to win by 17 to 19 points. So I mean, if the line's 20, you might want to take Montana State. But they do have a nice dual for, dual threat quarterback, Tommy Millett, uh, the sophomore. They were the runner up in FCS. Um, just saying, if Oregon State, I like Oregon State. I like them coming into this year, but uh, they're kind of filling themselves a little bit. This might be closer than the experts think. Uh, that's on the Pac-12 network. Nobody's going to watch it. By the way, the Texas game's on the Longhorn network. Um, but any thoughts on Montana State, Oregon State? No, I, I, I'm I'm riding on Oregon State on this one too. You know, they taking taking care of two quality opponents in Boise State and Fresno State. So you know they're just going to keep rolling yeah. on the line with another state school um, in Montana here. And I think I think the quality of athletes that Oregon State can get versus Montana State just makes a little bit of difference here. So rolling with the Beavers. All right, three late-night West Coast games, and we'll be done previewing the college football slate for week three. 10 Eastern time, ESPN2, San Diego State at number 14. Utah, both teams one-on-one coming into this one. Utah, 21-and-a-half on the spread. Um, I feel like San Diego State's a nasty defensive team, but they've had some turmoil, uh, so I'm staying away from this one. Utah wins the game, but I, I guess maybe gun the head, I might take San Diego State plus the points there. Uh, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I'm taking Utah. I would take Utah with the points here. I, I feel like they're on their on the warpath now. You know, they they got their loss out of the way. They know they can't lose the rest of the year. So I think they just go in and just out muscle San Diego State. Ten thirty Eastern time on Fox. Fresno State one on one on the air. Go into the Coliseum. Take on the seventh rated USC Trojans. USC laying 12, 12 and a half here. Uh, Jake Aner and Fresno State, they're kind of frisky. So this could be this could turn into a track meet. I'm just saying. Uh could be a fun one to watch for a while. Um, any thoughts on this one? I, I would love for a Fresno State upset on this one. Just don't see it happening. Uh I feel I feel like the offense is is well oiled for USC already this far into the season. Barring yeah, they look any, good. Barring any injuries, yeah, they're they're gonna be hard hard to to keep up with on scoring defensively they got a lot of work to do so I, I feel like that's what their focus is going to turn to here in this game um but i like fresno state to keep it close so i would take fresno state with the points here final one 2-0 north dakota state here alabama the fcs they are on the road they go to arizona 11 eastern time on fs1 i mean there's no line on this one but i feel like the bison just win that game your thoughts Absolutely. I'm, I'm all the bison. I, I, I love watching them play just old school under center football and they just pound it down your throat. So I, I, I would like to stay up to watch that one. Maybe after the end of the Bristol race, kind of flip over to that one. Yeah, I will say this before we move on to the NFL. Um, much like last week, this week kind of feels like one of those sleepy Saturdays. And last Saturday was it was chaos. Just saying, anytime you get one of those sleepy Saturdays, it doesn't happen every time, but, but a lot of the times, stuff you don't expect to see, um, it happens. So, I mean, we don't have those marquee matchups. I mean, it, it, I struggled to find six games to, to put in our, our big game previews there uh, for this week. But um, just saying, watch out. It, it could, be a, could be a feisty one. All right, Bobby, you're ready to move on to NFL Week 2 here. Let's go after it. All right. How about Prime Video Thursday Night Football? Uh, AFC West, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams 1-0, so shout out to them. 54 is the total. Chiefs laying four at home in Arrowhead. Uh, I love the Chiefs in this one. I think the Chargers are good, but I think Mahomes might be on a little bit of a fuck you tour. Um, how say you? Yeah, both teams looked really good week one. Uh, Chiefs taking care of business. I mean, they didn't like they missed a beat without Tyreek Hill there. So I think that's a great positive for them and their outlook. And the Chargers did it with defense. They they are able to score, but their defense really stood tall 
against that game against the Raiders. Um, I, I, I got to lean Chiefs on this one just because of the home field advantage. Um, yep. uh, absolutely stunning looking field paint they got going on back to their 50th anniversary. It looks incredible. I, and uh, I agree. I agree. I, yep. Yeah. So all time uniform matchup here coming to this one too. Hopefully, uh, San or Los Angeles uh, gets the gets us a good combo to go with the Chiefs here. Um, yeah, give me the Chiefs in this one. I'm excited to see Kirk and do NFL games too. All right, we move to the Sunday NFL slate, one o'clock Eastern time kicks. We'll start in the NFC South. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. Both teams obviously want to know on the young season. Tampa Bay, two and a half point favorite. Forty-four is the total. What's your thoughts on this one? New Orleans can't start out selected against Atlanta. I mean, it's two completely different beasts of a team here. Atlanta, you can kind of meddle around and do that. Tampa Bay, they'll make you pay for that. We saw they did the Dallas on defense, holding them. It was a really good defensive effort. Offensively, Tampa Bay looks a little, little behind, a little not on track. Um, so I would expect them to kind of try to focus on that since they know their defense is good. Saints, they have to they have to start fast. The Superdome has to be loud. Um, but I, I I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. The Saints always get them at home, and I, I feel like it's a good spot. So give me the Saints to start fast kind of take this one at the end yeah i could see this being kind of a, a lower ugly kind of defensive football game both teams are pretty good on that side of the football and i'm with you i like the saints they're at home dennis allen i know he's the head coach but the last few years he's kind of owned tom brady uh, and the buccaneers um they, they struggle to, to kind of move the football and score against those guys uh, much of the core on that defense of course still there uh, for the saints so uh, i'll say who that um, I'll take the two and a half. They won the game outright. Uh, staying in the one Eastern time window, we got the Miami Dolphins 1-0 at the Baltimore Ravens 1-0. Ravens three and a half point favorites. 44 and a half is the total. Almost a lock. Might move to lock t- territory uh, by Sunday, but um, I just can't get there to it. I like the Dolphins. Ton of speed, good defense, but um, Lamar Jackson looked great last week. Uh, get, give me the Ravens. I think they, they win the game by 10 uh, at home in their home opener. How say you? Yeah, I, you know, Miami looked pretty good in the highlights of soft in that game last week. Um, but much like you, I'm not as high as two as a, an NFL quarterback. Um, and the Ravens at home would be tough to beat. I think it's a good audition for Lamar to audition for his job next year as the starting quarterback of the Dolphins. Uh, one thing in his free agency. <laughs> so uh, they get that one done, and they put up big numbers in this one. All right, I'm going to move to the Monday Nighter. we got a Monday Night doubleheader. We're going to talk about the uh, 8.30 Eastern time uh, kick on ABC slash ESPN+. Plus. Uh, 1-0 Minnesota Vikings at the 1-0 Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles two-point home favorites. 51 is the total on this one. What What do you like in this one? How do you think it goes? I love the over in this one. Both teams had explosive week ones here. Uh, I think that continues. You know, A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts look like a great combination together. And, you know, Kevin O'Connell, he's, I think he's made this Vikings team more of an offensive team than it was defensively under Zimmer. And they've opened it up, and Cousins looks a lot better than he has the last couple of years. So I, I like a high-scoring game in this one, but I got the Eagles at home taking this one. Yeah, I do too. I, I just think they're a little bit better uh, along the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, I think they can win the the, the uh, in the trenches battle. They're home. Uh, short short favorite too. Like having that number under three. Um, so I, I will take the the Eagles. Um, circling back to our teams, um, you have the New England Patriots coming to town. Um, not Heinz Field anymore, but it's still Heinz Field, uh, much like the carry them. Anyway, New England's a two-point favorite. Uh, the total on this one, 40. That's your Big Ten total of the week presented by uh, the old Dutch restaurant and Logan. Shout out Ooh. to that place. But, yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, take it away. Your Steelers hosting the Pats. What what happens? Yeah, I still call it Three Rivers Stadium. Uh, it'll always be Three Rivers to me. Um, this one, I, it, This one could go one of two ways. 
And I think it all depends on if Mac Jones is playing quarterback. Sounds like from what I've been reading, he's probably going to be – sounds like back spasms, something they can get under control, kind of get him some medicine pregame. So I think he'll play in this one. Obviously, Steelers, it hurts not having T.J. Watt, top two defensive player in the last five years in the NFL. Um, had an incredible week one. Um, you know, good news, bad news. He's out for six weeks. Good news. It's not a completely torn pack. So we'll see him back. Uh, Steelers got to find some offense, man. I mean, if, if your defense gets you five turnovers in a game and your average starting position is, you know, close to midfield or in your opponent's territory, you got to get more than just six points on that. So if the Steelers can find some offense, you know, maybe there's a package for Kenny Pickett here this week where he can come in, kind of change up. Um, I, I'm, I'm high on Mitch, though. He looked good last week. I, I think he's the, a good quarterback for this offense, for this team. Just needs to find a, a little more in, in the scheme here. Um, offensive line, they were all right, but they need a lot of work still. And getting some few injuries last week doesn't help. Patriots did not look good at all against the Dolphins. Um, be, be that the humidity, be that Mac Jones being injured, be it whatever you want to call it, not enough weapons for his offense. I just don't think that the Patriots are as good as they were last year. I think they've got Mac Jones figured out, the NFL does. I, I like the Steelers at home here, so give me the Steelers and plus two there. Um, and I, that under 40, ah, man, I, I'm tempted to take the under on this game just because both teams' offenses were bad and Steelers' defense just annihilates teams and shuts them down. So I'm going to roll with the under as well. Yeah, to me, my only hang-up on this game really is – the the head to head matchup between Belichick and Tomlin. I mean, Bill he owns everybody, um, so it's no surprise he he's gotten the better end of Tomlin throughout the the durations of of uh, Tomlin's career there. But I like the Steelers. Uh, it's just I can't make it a lock because of that that Belichick factor. But I agree with you. Probably going to be a, a little bit of an ugly game. It's still early in the year, you know. We don't practice as much in the NFL, and uh, the preseason's kind of you know, even even five years ago, I mean, the starters don't really play a whole lot, but there's some teams that set out the entire preseason. So I think the first month of this NFL season, uh, much like the last couple of years, is kind of, you know, preseason or training camp uh, part B or, or part two, if you will. So um, I, I do. I like Pittsburgh uh, to, to win the football game outright. Uh, finally, uh, and then we'll speed through the rest of the NFL schedule here, but four or five Eastern time, NFC West battle, the uh, Se- Seattle Seahawks 1-0 on the year, a travel to uh, San Francisco, take on the 49ers. Niners lay a nine and a half, 41 and a half is the total. Lock of the week in the NFL for me. Give me Seattle. The, you, I mean, I get it. It was a mud bog. Trey Lance had a few moments early in that game where you're like, all right. That was a hell of a thrower. What a run. This kid's an athlete. But, I mean, I'm willing to overlook the monsoon and, and the loss to, to Chicago. But, um, I mean, I know it was Russell Wilson, but I think the Seahawks have won four in a row uh, against San Francisco. San Francisco, they, they kind of own us. But maybe that's Pete Carroll. Maybe he just owns Shanahan a little bit. So, I, I think right now at this point, until I'm proven wrong, I cannot lay over a touchdown. Uh, with the 49ers. I didn't lay it last week, if you recall. I, I thought that game could be close. So, um, yeah, Seattle plus the number. Uh, I think San Francisco, San Francisco can win. I uh, don't know if they will. I'm, I'm fence-sitting, but that's – hey, it's my fucking show. I can do what I want. So, uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, what that insane Geno Smith stat, he's undefeated against the spread in, like, his last 10 or 11. Um, uh, yep, even better then. Yeah, so I, I, I'm surprised with how well they've played. You know, whether it be the, the juice from playing against Russell Wilson, the, the loud boos from the stadium, the crowd was insane. Um, might be a little bit of that. But uh, San Francisco, just, like you said, it. I mean, take what you will with the, the field conditions and everything. It just seemed like the Bears just had a good place, good scheme in place um, against Lance. Um, obviously being his, you know, one of his first starts. I think he started a few last year. Um, mm-hmm. So I think they just had a good scheme in place. I don't think Seattle will have as good, um, but I think they do keep it close. So I like the 49ers to win, but Seattle to cover. 
All right, one o'clock games. Uh, real quick, just pick out one or two uh, that you like that we didn't touch on. Uh, Jets at Browns, Commanders at Lions, Panthers at Giants, Colts at Jaguars. Uh, or, or you could pass. I mean, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I got one circled big time. Commies, Lions. Uh, I like that one. Yep. Um, Lions favored for the first time in forever, I think is what was the, the big thing going around today. Yep. One um, and a half currently. What a world. Uh, yeah. I, they backdoor covered last week against the Eagles. Um, and I think this is a high scoring game. I, I think both teams here defensively aren't the greatest. Uh, offensively aren't the greatest either. So I think it's going to be a high scoring 48 and a half is what I'm seeing for the over under. So give me the Lions and give me the over. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like Washington in that game. That's just me not being a, a Lions believer, but um, that's not a lock. So anyway, uh, let's move to the uh, afternoon slate. 405 kick Falcons at the Rams. 425 Bengals at the Cowboys. Texans at the Broncos. Cardinals at the Raiders. Those uh, those do anything for you. Uh, I, if Dak was playing for the Cowboys, I think that might be a sneaky good game. But Oh, yeah. If, we we would have been talking about that one, but now yeah. it's lost its luster. Yeah, his injury. Yeah, so none of these. Raiders, Cardinals could fly under the radar and be in a really good high-scoring game. I think that's the one you need to watch for in, in the afternoon window because um, both kind of had some expectations coming into the year. Um, I feel like that's kind of a must win. It's it's crazy to say that. I mean, there's going to be seven or 15 more games after this week's played, but uh, you dig yourself an 0-2 hole. Um, maybe the NFC West isn't as good as uh, everybody thought it might be, but I, I think the NFC West is, so... I feel like the, the pressure's really on the Raiders in that one. All right, the two primetime games we didn't touch on Sunday night football. Bears at the Packers. Uh, Green Bay's a 10-point favorite. And then the first Monday night game, we got a double Monday night header, uh, double header this weekend. The Titans at the Bills, 7-15 Eastern time on ESPN and ESPN2. Um, yeah, I'm going to watch both of those games. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you have anything more to add. Uh yeah, I'm gonna watch them both as well. I I sneaky love the Bears. You know, I their their fans, their their passion for their team. Uh, it, I I just love watching it unfold all on Twitters. And you know, Rogers owns the Bears, so that, that'll be a good one to see. Always love a good night game in Lambeau. And then Titans Bills seven fifteen every Monday night game. Every primetime game should start at seven fifteen. Um, just just a better viewing experience for the East Coasters here. Um, Bills, I you know they came out and put their nuts on the table last week at, in Los Angeles. I think they do the same here and kind of show that you know they're the top dog in the AFC this year. All right, let's do locks and then uh, we're going to talk a little NASCAR and, and get the hell out of here. Uh, I have five right now. Uh, I don't know how many you have, if if any. I I have five as well this week. I had a bad week last week, so cutting down a little. Well, I went four and four last week. Uh, so completely, utterly uh, useless in a sense. I mean, did I lose anything? Yeah, the VIG. But, uh, you know, 11-5 and five overall so far for your boy here uh, on the young season here on the here on the podcast. So um, I'll start us out. Ole Miss, they got uh, Georgia Tech on the road. They're laying 16-and-a-half. Um, I'm, I'm going to lay those points. I'll, I'll lay it with the Rebs. Um I know, I know their quarterback situation is a little dicey, uh, but they got two stud running backs. Uh, Georgia Tech, not very good against the run, so give me the Rebs. Mm. Yeah, I talked about this one earlier in the BYU game. I, I got BYU outright, and I got uh, riding on the BYU plus three and a half here. All right. I got Kansas. I already mentioned this one, but uh, a little refresher, Kansas. Uh, I got plus 10 uh, on the road at Houston. I think they keep that close. Maybe a little sprinkle on the money line, too, just for shits and giggles. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Uh, my Probably my favorite one this week um, is South Carolina 24 and a half um, at, against Georgia. I, I mentioned it. They can probably keep this one close. They sneak up on them every couple of years, and I feel like this is a year that they can kind of bring that one back. All right, I get Pittsburgh. The Panthers lay in 10 on the road at Western Michigan. Uh, kind of a weird spot. I know uh, Slovis got beat up a little bit and the Patty 
uh, Nick Patty kid, the backup got beat up a little bit. But if you remember, uh, Western with a much better team went into Pittsburgh last year and upset uh, Pitt 44 41. It was a high scoring game. I think uh, Pat Narduzzi in a revenge game, they're just going to run the rock and, and win going away. So I'll lay the 10 with the Panthers in that one. Yeah. Um, another one of my road dogs, uh, Michigan State plus three and a half out Washington. Really don't need to say much more about it than we did in our analysis there. So I'm rolled with the Spartans. All right. Uh, my final college one I mentioned it earlier. We talked about this game. Uh, Penn State laying the three, like the number. Um, I think they're a touchdown to 10 points better, even on the road. Um, there, there might be some hairy moments here or there, but I think ultimately they get the job done and cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm on to my. I got two NFL this week after zero last week. Um, Steelers plus two at home. Love that. Yeah, it up. like it, like it. All right, I got the Seahawks. My only NFL lock. Uh, I was one on one in NFL plays last week, by the way. So completely five hundred. But uh, give me the Seahawks nine and a half. Uh, I'll take those points. And uh, Bobby, your final lock of the week. Yeah, my last one. Piggyback off of that same game. I got the Seahawks 49ers under forty one and a half. Okay, I like that's a pretty good play. Um, all right, NASCAR Saturday night Bristol night race. Uh, it's the the round of twelve, a round of sixteen cutoff as we move into the round of twelve, third round of the NASCAR playoffs. Um, right now, your driver Kyle Busch is in thirteenth, Austin Dillon fourteenth, Chase Briscoe in fifteenth, and Kevin Harvick after that wreck last week in sixteenth. Uh, Austin Cindric, the first driver. And 12th, Tyler Reddick, 11th, Dana Suarez, 10th, Ross Chastain, 9th, uh, Larson, Elliot Bowman, Blaney, Logano, Hamlin, William Byron, Christopher Bell, your uh, points later right now. But from Cindric on up um, in in the field, we'll move on right now. Um, some gambling for you. Denny Hamlin, your favorite to win the Bristol Night Race at plus 675. Chase Elliott, plus 750. Larson plus 775, Kyle Bush plus 800, Harvick plus 850, uh, Bell 9 to 1, Reddick 12 to 1, Blaney 14 to 1, Logano 15 to 1, Chastain 15 to 1, uh, Truex, Byron 16 to 1, Bubba 25 to 1, Bowman 30 to 1. Um, and then, I mean, from, from 40 to 1 down, I mean, you get Briscoe, you get Suarez, Jones, Dillon. But anyway, so I'm excited. You're excited for this race, too, obviously. Um, I guess we're going to pick a race winner here. And uh, give me your give me your four guys not moving on. Um, yeah. Or, I, I mean, I could start. It doesn't matter. But yeah. if you're ready to rock and roll, go for it. Yeah, go ahead and start, man. All right. Well, I think your boy gets gets in. I think Kyle Busch uh, gets in. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Kevin Harvick gets in. So that gives me two guys to bump back. I think Austin Dillon and Chase Briscoe. I mean, that, I feel like those are two guys that, that get eliminated. So I'm just going to take the next two guys, or not the next two guys. I think Cindric, he's eliminated. And I'm going to call my shot here. I think Denny or Bubba or somebody gets revenge on Ross Chastain. At some point, Bristol, you can make it look like an accident. It's a short track. It's action-packed. Uh, perfect moment to get revenge on this guy who's been just running and into everybody all season long. I think somebody takes out uh, takes out Ross Chastain. He's had a hell of a year, but I think he will be your final elimination. So I, I got the four and the 18 moving on, and I got Chastain, Cindric, Briscoe, and Austin Dillon uh, getting the axe, and, and their playoff run is over. Race winner-wise, uh, feels like feels kind of like a feels kind of like a Chase Elliott win to me. But I mean, your guy, Kevin. Denny Larson, those guys are going to be. I think it's a five, six car kind of race uh, for for the victory here. But that's that's how I see it. How do you see it playing out? Yeah, um, I well, the people I got out, Dylan and Briscoe. I, I think go ahead and write them off. Um, you know, Briscoe had he was going for the win in the dirt race early this year. Completely different track, completely different time of day. So it, I think you can throw that all out. Um, I got Kyle Busch moving on as well. Harvick, you know, real shitty luck the last two weeks. The the fire in Darlington and the wreck last week in Kansas. Just absolute bad luck for him after coming on strong late in the year with two wins. 
So I, he's, he's borderline for me. Cedric, I think is out as well. Um, and then you said it with Chastain. I mean, I can count on my each hand and I run out of fingers of people who want to wreck him. So I, I, I don't see him moving on either. I, you know, I think he could get one or two different guys putting him in the wall if he tries to come back. Um, so th- those are my four that are out. My race winner, I got Kyle Busch, eight wins at the track. I, you know, I, I feel like the contract negotiation, that stuff, looming over his head's out of the way. Uh, I feel like he's ready to go, ready to put a stamp on his career with Joe Gibbs, uh, the Mars company, and M&Ms. So I, I like him to go in there and get this one done, qualify on pole, and win this one. Yeah, what could be better than um, 500 laps around the the half-mile high banks on a Saturday night in Bristol? So uh, very exciting stuff for sure. But anyway, dude, I've I've said all I think I need to say. How say you? You got any famous last words? No, uh, go Irish. Let's get back on track this week, please, <laughs> for, for my sanity and my health, please. Yeah, uh, fun, uh, fun weekend ahead for sure, I think, like I said. You never know these sleepy Saturdays in college football. The NFL is going to deliver. We got NASCAR at Bristol. Um, not a bad UFC fight night card. Uh, Sonya Dong and Sanhagen, uh, the main event in that one. Pretty decent card for uh, an ESPN Plus card Saturday evening as well. So a um, lot to watch and, and keep track of. But uh, we'll do our best to do that, and we'll be back next weekend here on the Podcock PCAST. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Podcock PCAST. Uh, share it with a friend, an enemy, um, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a sister, a brother. We don't care. Just uh, keep spreading the word and the wealth, and uh, we'll keep uh, providing free, uh, hopefully entertaining content uh, in the world of sports. So for Bobby Russell, my uh, partner in crime here, appreciate you coming on, dude. And the only Tyler Peacock saying uh, go blue, and we will bid you adieu.